0: This is Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. We begin our worship today with the singing of Soon and Very Soon. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Our merciful God has shown great mercy to us. He sent his son to live our life, to die a death and to be raised from death so that we too might live our lives, die our death and be raised to eternal life. Through the love of Christ and the work and will of almighty God, I am able to say your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing, This is the Feast. for the 23rd Sunday after Trinity is found in the 22nd chapter of st. Matthew's gospel then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk and they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying teacher we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully And do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. This is the gospel of our Lord. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. For you are our strength, you are our redeemer. Amen. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, for you are our strength, you are our Redeemer. Amen. For the second last Sunday of the church year, in the the older lectionary, the one uh, in the blue hymnal, The gospel lesson comes from Matthew 25. Follows immediately upon the parable of the ten virgins. I hope you remember that. The virgins went out to greet the bridegroom as he makes his ceremonial approach to claim his bride and begin their life together. But only five of them were smart enough to bring along extra oil for their lamps, And the other five had their lamps go out and had to run out and try to find some place that was open to sell them oil They couldn't find one, and they missed the bridegroom, and they were not allowed to enter the wedding hall. Well, immediately after that, we hear these words in Matthew 25. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went, to, went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come, and share in your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. The master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. The master replied, You wicked, lazy servant, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown? and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness or there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. I find it a real strength in the lectionary system when at the end of the church year for the last three weeks, you count down, third last Sunday, second last Sunday, Sunday of the fulfillment, and you focus on the end of time because the end of time is coming. And we have no idea when it's coming. And we don't really have a clear idea of what's going to happen when it comes. But we need to face the fact that, yeah, that's kind of on our mind every now and again. And so we need to see what Scripture has to say, what, what knowledge, what information God has given us in the Word of God. This parable, which is more than a parable, it's really an allegory, This allegory talks about the end of the world by telling the story of this rich guy going on a journey. Now, I need you to be able to make a connection between the characters and events in this reading and the events in our life of faith. The master is obviously Jesus. The journey, he goes on, is the one he's on right now, dating from his ascension into heaven until his return. We will confess that we believe that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. The end is coming. We just don't know when it's coming. And in this allegory, before he leaves, the master gives Gifts to his servants. Now, the word talent is kind of confusing because in modern English use, we talk about talents that we have. You know, we can juggle or we can make a perfect souffle or maybe even make a putt every now and again when we really have to. But those are not the talents that's talked about here. This talent is literally a financial term. We heard in the assigned gospel for. Trinity 23, a denarius, a tax amount. Well, a denarius was the standard wage for one day's labor back in those days. A talent is the equivalent of 6,000 days of labor. A talent is a bunch of money. It's five years work by the average workman in one lump sum. And this master gave five talents to one guy, two talents to another, and one talent to a third. So we're not talking about insubstantial amounts. We're not talking about something that's not of enormous value. Jesus is the master. Jesus went on a journey to heaven. Jesus gave talents to his church. And the talent is the gift of faith the incredible knowledge that you have, and not everybody has, that God exists, that God created the world, that God saw the world go bad on him, that God gave his son to die to pay the price for the world's sinfulness, for our sinfulness, something else we've already confessed. Sinful by nature, unclean by nature, sinful in thought, word, and deed, that's us. But you have been given the precious gift of knowing God rescued you. He did it through the gift of his son. But now his son is gone, and he's coming back. And preparedness for his return, whenever it happens, is necessary. We're told in the allegory that the master was gone a long time. Well, Jesus has been gone for more than 2,000 years so far and nobody has any idea when he will return in judgment. Just that, he will return in judgment. And he's coming, just like the master in the allegory, Jesus is coming to settle accounts. Now, that little phrase is daunting to a lot of people because they know, I'm not going to look good in the eyes of God when he comes back to look at my life. Unless somehow I have been rescued from the life I've actually lived. Unless somehow the implications of my sins of thought, word, and deed have somehow been paid for. Well, they were paid for by Jesus, our master, when he died on the cross, before he went away on his journey, until he returns. Now, it's important, I think, to remember that that 5-to-1 ratio because we're told Jesus gave these gifts according to the individual's ability. He didn't expect the same thing of everyone. He gave to people a gift commensurate with their ability to use it. But the one mistake that can be made is to not use it at all. That was the problem with the one-talent fella. He was afraid. Well, good. You ought to be afraid. When we say the fear of God, I think sometimes we just mean fear. God can do things, and he can do things to us, and so it's it's appropriate to look with respect and even fear on God. But in this case, he left that one man with a talent with the expectation that the man's going to do something with it. And he didn't. I'm sure he was sincere. I was just scared of you, boss. You do, you do tough things, you're powerful, and I, I was scared of you, so I hid it. Here, here, take back what, what you gave me. And the master was furious. And he took that talent and gave it to the one guy who was so wildly successful. And he took the one talent fella and said, out outside, out of my household, out of my employ, out of my kingdom, to where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, how does that apply to us? If indeed we have been given a talent by the master before he left, Jesus gave the church the responsibility to spread the word of the gospel. It's been spread to us. We have received that talent What are we doing with it? Have you ever been in a situation where it would have been appropriate for you to say, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in my own sinfulness, but I believe in his hard-earned, sacrificial redemption of me. How many times have you been in a place where it would have been appropriate for you to say those words and you remain silent? Those kind of situations come up in these days much more often because to be a person of faith has become unfashionable. And people ridicule us. Maybe they even feel a little sympathy for us. That poor quaint old preacher. Look at the the fairy tales he believes in. And I have a talent, and I don't want to hide it underground. I don't have a responsibility to save the world, but I possess the tool that can save the world. That faith, that word of scripture, that knowledge of Jesus and God's love for us. And if I don't say it, I'm in the position of the one talent fellow in the allegory. Have you ever sat with somebody in a private situation where they would be proud to say, I'm a believer, I have faith, I was baptized, but in a public setting, you're not going to hear anything like that come out of his lips. That is hiding your talent. And that is dangerous. It is a sin like any other sin that can be forgiven, but if it's continued, do you have a talent at all? Have you ever actually received the gift if you won't even let other people know that you have it? The parable of the talents is an allegory about the end of time that's kind of a warning to us. You have been given the wonderful knowledge of God's love for you, of God's action for you, of God's promise to you. And that tool that saved your soul can save others too. And God expects you to use that tool he gave you, that talent, to spread it around. Just to see what might happen. The people that know and respect me, might they take seriously what I'm saying? Well, whether they do or not, it is my job to say it. And that is what Jesus is telling us here about the end of time. Don't be the guy. Don't be the woman that received the talent and kept it a secret. Yeah, it could cost you some, some uncomfortable moments. It could cost you some, some real distress in the near term. But look what was offered to the fellows who went ahead and used their talent in the world they lived in. Come and share in your master's happiness. Come and be with your master. Be where he is. Be with him forever and share in the wonderful happiness of being God's child in heaven. The end is coming. The master is going to come back from his journey and he's going to settle accounts. One of the things that we need to make sure doesn't appear on our account is that we took our talent and hid it. You are not responsible for saving the world. However, you possess the tool that can save the world. After all, it saved you. Use that tool. Take that talent that God gave you and share it with the world around you. And be grateful to God, not just for the talent, but for the opportunity to share it. Amen. As people of faith, we need, for our own benefit and for the rest of the world, in case they're listening, we need to be able to share that faith, to confess it. The word confess from Latin means from the lips. It needs to be heard. That talent needs to be taken out and shared with the world. And we do that as we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead i believe in the holy christian the holy christian church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen let us pray almighty god we give thanks for all your goodness And we bless you for the love that sustains us from day to day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Save and defend your whole church, purchased with the precious blood of Christ. Strengthen your faithful people through the word and the holy sacraments. Make them perfect in love and in all good works. And establish in them the faith once delivered to the saints. Lord, in your mercy, Preserve our nation in justice and honor that we may lead peaceable lives with integrity. Grant health and favor to all who bear office in our land, especially the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this state, and to all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Help them to serve this people according to your holy will, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, Take from us all hatred and prejudice. Give us the spirit of love and order our days in your peace. Prosper the labor of those who work to bring peace and justice to the nations so that mutual understanding and common endeavor may be increased among all peoples. Lord, in your mercy, (coughs) bless the schools of the church and all colleges, universities, and centers of research and those who teach and work in them. Grant your wisdom in such measure that people may serve you honorably in church and state. Lord, in your mercy, sanctify our homes with your presence and bless them with joy. Keep our children in the covenant of their baptism and enable their parents to bring them up in lives of faith and devotion. Unite the members of all families in a spirit of affection and service that they may show your praise in our land and in all the world. Lord, in your mercy, let your blessing remain upon the seed time and harvest, the commerce and industry, the leisure and rest, the arts and culture of our people. Take under your special protection those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and be with all who put their hands to any useful task. Give them the just rewards for their labor and the knowledge that their work is a blessing in your sight. Lord, in your mercy, by your word and Holy Spirit, comfort all who are in sorrow or need, who are in sickness or adversity. Be with those who suffer persecution for the faith. Have mercy on those to whom death draws near. Bring consolation to those in sorrow And grant to all a measure of your love, taking them into your tender care. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen. And now, along with the disciples who asked Jesus, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Seen through the eyes of that wonderful gift of faith, with that talent that God gave us to be his people here and now and forever, we know that we have experienced the real presence of Christ in this simple yet miraculous meal. We know that we live, today and every day we live, in his promise. And we know that we depart from this sacrament with his peace. Amen. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine on us and be gracious to us. May the Lord look upon us with his favor and give us his peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.